I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. I am Julio, joined by Francis. Francis, how you doing? Hi, good, yeah. Rocking that turquoise Oops! tea. You call this turquoise? Is it not? That would be, you're right, that's turquoise. I think, I, I, dude, I never, I'm always wrong about shades of color, so no, I could easily be wrong. you're right. This is the color of the Caribbean water, <laughs> and that's turquoise. We'll bring some merch back one of these days, Hell yeah. maybe for the summer months. Mm-hmm. Um, well, mm-hmm. we'll figure it out. Um, but dude, how you doing? Yes, I am well. I am doing well, friendo. So dude, I have something that I wanted to mention to you Good. that uh, is funny. So I, we have a king bed in the apartment, right? Oh, yeah. Which is a big upgrade because- she had a full bed in her last apartment. Not good. So, dude, literally, like, I'm f- going to fall off the bed. No matter, even if I'm in the middle of the bed, I'm going to fall off the bed in Still that bed, good. right? Mm-hmm. And then I had a queen uptown where I used to live, and that was also potentially too small for us, um, given that I thrash in the night. Yes. But, dude, now that we have a king bed, I can't find her. Uh-huh. <laughs> in yeah. the middle of the night, I roll over, and I, like, reach for her, and she's not there. You'll come to love that, though. <laughs> It, it's it makes me feel like we've grown apart, even though we definitely haven't. But like we physically are apart in the bed, and like I can't feel it when she gets up. Sometimes I like look over, and I'm not sure if she's even there. It's a weird thing. This is you're speaking dirty to me. I, <laughs> I don't even know she's there. I can't feel. It. These are th- this is what I love, my friend. I I long for that. I've been doing this thing. First of all, we put body pillows in between us oh that's funny and create uh create a ridge line Divider. that you know the dmz yes the, the demilitarized <laughs> zone well said yes we create our our separate spots and then what i do is i take the comforter and i tuck it under the pillow so that if she pulls on the comforter it doesn't pull across my body oh wow it it's it's sort of taut there and she's got her slack that allows for if she moves the comforter it doesn't move across my body which would wake me up interesting yeah what a crazy system you're a light sleeper right the lightest sort of famously the lightest of sleepers francis is a famously light sleeper i uh <laughs> that's koji at the door yeah i was wondering <laughs> that was so something's bad. bashing He's at the door bashing his head into the door Kojai's um, attempting to infiltrate the oops fort. Doesn't like to be left out. I I am we have we have a lot of things going when we sleep. We have a noisemaker yes. that was meant for babies, but we found <laughs> to be the best one on the market. And then we have a an air purifier. Oh nice. Um and then we also have a fan. Interesting. When I wake up in the mornings, I mean it's loud. <laughs> you turn all of it off and you're like, oh my God. Do you get in street noise where your bedrooms? No. That's really lucky. Our bed is, well, it wouldn't matter because of how many things we have going. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a wind tunnel. Yeah, but but it's nice. You like yes. curate that, which is nice. One thing that we are not used to is we have like a corner unit, which is great. And we're high up, as you guys know, 14th floor. I had thought that 14th floor would be high enough that we wouldn't hear the hustle and bustle. Mm-mm. We hear the hustle and bustle. Yeah. Well, it's all about the how how the windows. Yeah. In New York, you gotta have those double pane windows. We're thinking about soundproofing the apartment. 
<laughs> do you have the, the ability apartment. to do that? So we'd have to talk to the person. So we're renting from an owner. So we would have to talk to him. Um, but I mean, it increases the value of the, sure of the unit. So like, but dude, like in the middle of the night where we are, I mean, the garbage truck thing where like they oh. pick up the thing and it just goes, it sounds yeah. like it sounds like Godzilla has entered New York City. Weapons testing. I'm like what the Alabama. fuck is that? We're just kind of, and even just like trucks driving over like gaps that are in the road, and you yeah. hear the car go bash. That not to mention we can just hear crazy people screaming throughout the night. We just hear. Ah! Yeah, totally. And, and like sometimes we'll look over at each other and we'll be like, "Is this a problem? Like, are we going to get used to this?" Right. And I think we will, but we certainly are thinking about what we can maybe do to try to alleviate some of the noise it's tricky well you should definitely get one of these noise makers yeah. sleeping with some ambient noise really does provide a, a blanket of uh it just blends everything together we've started experimenting and i think we're going to stick to you it should get the one that we have what's it called i'm not going to say it on the podcast okay. i don't want to give free after. ads i'll just show you after okay. yeah but it, it has changed the game for us i can't sleep without it it's crazy so when i go on the road even to hotels i bring it with me it's crazy yeah Crazy, crazy. Um, well, dude, I have a good email that I want. Yeah, to, buddy, to read show so us some emails. emails. It's and time th- for so- emails. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> you guys know emails. So, dude, um, Fra- Francis and I spoke about this yesterday. I actually called him because I thought that this would be a cool idea. So, we're going to read this email and then we're going to tell you uh, what we what we came up with. Mm-hmm. So, this is called Hookups and Dating. Dear Francis and Julio, I need advice. I'm 22. And just started having sex within the last year. Whoa. Welcome. I grew up very insecure. Couldn't talk to guys, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, had a huge glow up. Now have double Ds and have to say I'm fairly attractive. Confidence is no longer an issue. Wow. But I've found that dating is super frustrating. All the guys I've met are only, are only into hookups and I don't move that fast. They assume that by my looks and that they assume that by my looks I'm a whore or something. I don't know. But my ideal situation is dating for a few months because it just takes me a long time to feel comfortable around a guy. The three times I've had sex within the last year have all been with different guys and I rushed into things way faster than I wanted. I basically just did it because I felt expected to hook up by a certain date, you know, second, third, fourth, whatever. Each experience was horrific, painful, and each of them were douchebags. For example, one guy was not listening to me at all when I was trying to tell him to take it easy and he goes, you're fine. Not good. What? <laughs> Needless to say, I stopped talking to each of them afterward because I had never felt so pressured and uncomfortable. I could tell they really weren't mature at all and didn't want something long-term, which is something that I've always wanted. I made it clear that that's what I've been looking for. So, couple questions. Do you think there are guys who are willing to wait a few months to hook up with girls in this day and age? Part of me wants to wait till marriage at this point because I'd like to think whoever I end up with will love me for my soul, not just my body. You both seem very mature in serious relationships. Looking back, if your girlfriends had told you they didn't want to have sex for a few months or until marriage, would you have stopped seeing them? How long did you wait to hook up? And what is the actual age you think guys are looking for something serious? I've gone out with guys 26, 28, and they're still children. So I'm lost and losing hope fast. Do you think I'm being too hopeful and going to end up a single prude loser? Thanks for reading. Hope to hear from you soon. Oh, man. So I guess we can answer these questions and then maybe sort of get into the idea that we had. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Um, so my, I can I can jump in go here. Ahead. Yeah. My girlfriend made me wait a, a bit. Like, I wouldn't say it was, you know, till marriage or six months or anything, but we w- I waited a multiple 
you know, we hung out a handful of times at the very least before I even came close to kind of like, you know, getting any quote unquote action. Um, and I was fine with that. I don't, you know, if you really were you getting, and if this is too personal, by all means, don't answer it. But were you increasing the action that you were getting gradually? Not really. Oh, it was sort of like nothing until it was something. Kind of thing. Okay, so it was like uh, she was stiff arming, stiff arming, running into yes. a brick wall, running to a brick wall, and then one day you cracked the code. Yes, and I've talked about this. I talked about it like in depth on Girls Got to Eat because they really like asked me a shit ton of questions about mm-hmm. my relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, yeah, like she put me on her kind of schedule that she was comfortable with, and I think if a guy likes you, he'll be willing to sort of. Wait, granted, I was in a position where I was looking to be in a relationship, I think, and I was fine with all that stuff. I get it if you're like young and you don't want to do that, whatever, that's fine. But that's part of the kind of sifting process that you'll have to go to if you want to be in a serious relationship. Now, I don't think that you should wait till marriage arbitrarily. You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason you can't date a guy for a few months. Then when you feel comfortable, go to that next step. There's no reason to be like, all right, that's it. I'm frustrated. Merit. It's wait till marriage. You know what I mean? Right. How do you feel about this kind of thing man i mean all right i think things have changed a lot um and and maybe that what i'm about to say is a naive idealistic take on all of on sex but my thought is that as 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 people as women have you know are no longer no women should no longer be afraid that by by having sex that they are somehow giving away some kind of precious secret of you know personal thing i think that women can can dominate or own the bedroom just as much for their own you know, happiness and, and self-definition yes. as, as men. And, and I really do believe that when I was single, I, I, there were a, a, a number of women that I hooked up with who were, who were using me <laughs> just straight up. Like it was very clear that they wanted nothing right. to do with me beyond sex. That's funny. Um, and also I've, I've dated people that I've slept with on the first time. Totally. So I think that that is sort of like anybody who holds that against you is like, archaic and insecure oh absolutely absolutely um and so in saying that i think that our young lady friend here 22 years old it first of all that's a really tough age especially if you're just becoming sexually explorative and kind of trying to navigate you know that um it's I, I think the only way to really get over the hurdle and the and the confusion of sex is to get into a relationship where you can kind of check boxes together with somebody that you're comfortable with at that age. And and that is an important step. Um because hopefully you'll emerge from that. I mean, maybe maybe that'll be the person for you, but most likely not. And hopefully you'll emerge from that with a much better sense of what you want and what you like in sex, as well as what you don't like and how to communicate that and how to avoid the types of guys that are going to say, like, tough it out. 
Right. That's right. insane. He's just kind of pushing fucking. That's insane. This. It sounds very unpleasant. My initial suggestion to her was going to be that she should date older guys. Yes. But she said that she's dated some 27 and 28 year olds and it didn't really work out. That's not to say that it won't work out if she continues trying. I, I think, think that you're on. She's on to something with the older guy. Thing, yeah. Like you said. Th- I, I, maybe this is too old, but like 30 was the age. I don't know. Maybe, maybe a little earlier for me, but like where, you know, if, if, if I had met the, somebody that I really liked and they were like, I want to wait two months and see or whatever it was like, I, I would have been much more open to that than I was at 22 mm-hmm. or 23 where you you just want to run around like crazy and, and sort of so you're anybody who's willing like let's let's get in bed together whatever right. um you know patience comes with with age and I don't know man I, I I feel I feel bad for this young lady but I also think that this is something that a lot of people go through you yeah. know and 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 uh and she's gonna find somebody who she can enjoy having sex with and she shouldn't give up she certainly should not as 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 you said say like fuck it i'm just gonna wait till marriage because the problem with that is you have no idea if the person you end up marrying is gonna be any better at sex than these 22 year old morons why add this really important element to the relationship that late in the game yeah. It just seems kind of impractical in today's world. And I do think that married couples who have waited until they were married to have sex for the first time figure each other out and you Or know, they get I, married really fucking young. Yeah, and, and I guess I guess you don't know what you don't have, right? right. You don't know that there were probably sixty four sexual experiences that you missed out on that were way better than the person you're (laughs) married to um in which case you know ignorance is bliss but (laughs) um yeah dude i I, look it's funny i don't know man (sighs) well listen sorry that that that's kind of my take on it i I would say like don't give up uh find somebody that is willing to sort of be gentle and communicative and someone you trust and and just sort of like navigate a lot of those feelings and experiences and sensations together right you know you've sort of been in the process of vetting guys now three negative sexual experiences isn't a lifetime's worth of sexual bad sexual experience no you're you have wonderful sexual experiences on the horizon sure do go out there show off those double d's of yours that's right and uh, go have fun. You know? you know, she may have found, based on these three guys, that she doesn't like to have her earlobes kissed or something or nibbled on, right? But that doesn't Trial mean error. that she doesn't like having her earlobes nibbled. They just might have been really saw-toothed men who <laughs> were nibbling with fang type. Long-toothed nibblers. Yeah, they were just nibbling too hard. You know, these are these are snapper turtles, whereas she needed more of like a a gentle collie to kind of sort of like uh lick the peanut butter off of her earlobes you don't know you don't know i don't want her to write off anything based on those three shitty sexual experiences i feel i feel bad but as you said there's a world out there that's better francis i am here holding the novelty ass plate so am i which i have to say is a hilarious but also lovely addition to any sort of summer cookout activity. This will raise some eyebrows and some pants. <laughs> it's just funny because it actually can lead you through the entirety of the party. You start off with the chips and the salsa, 
and then at some point you just pull it out, expose the hole, and pour some tequila in it and shoot it like yeah, a champ. Nobody sees that coming. The old open <laughs> bee hole for the shot. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see this. Yeah, cur- courtesy of our old of our pals over at Don't Have Ass Anything. This is to me their coup de grace. It is their <laughs> signature product. They are a, a couple guys who are a lifestyle brand. They are basically encouraging everyone to live life to the fullest. They are adventurers, mountaineers, rock climbers. They're summiting Half Dome in Yosemite. And they blog about it and they cover it all on their website, don'thalfassanything.com. But they also have terrific performance wear. They have a great logo. I, I really I really like their clothes and their hats. I think we've worn some of them on past episodes. It's really cool stuff. Um, very versatile as far as all the different uh, sort of angles that these guys cover in their lives. So uh, go check them out. Yeah, we're huge fans of theirs. Uh, you can check them out at don'thalfassanything.com or their Instagram, don'thalfassanything. And also, if you go to their website right now and use promo code OOPS15, you will get 15% off either the ass plate for yourself, little holder for your guac or your salsa, back for your chips, and any of the performance wear that they have on there that you like as well. So go there now. Oops, 15, 15% off. Don't have ass anything. This is what we've come up with. We yeah. would like to set this young woman up on a blind date. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to find uh, one of our listeners if you feel like you fit the profile of this good guy, whatever, whatever it is that she's describing, if you think you're this guy, send us an email, oopsapodcast at gmail.com, blind date in the subject line. We are going to try to match her up with somebody that we think fits the bill of somebody that would be a good match for her. That's and then we're going to kind of take it from there. She's located in the Burlington, Vermont area. Wow. That's a nice area. If you're somewhere around that area or you think you can be or whatever, Let's try to make this happen. Yeah, take a walk over the, some covered bridges. Totally. Do a, a maple syrup tasting together. Absolutely. Listen, we we have a it's a White lovely town. Rafting. Have you done Vermont Comedy Club? No, but I wanted it's to. Really, I think you'll I think you'll like it. I'm sure you'll. Do I it would like to. They just haven't booked me. Well, I I open for somebody, so it must be nice. Let me not start acting like. <laughs> um, however, this is a really fun thing. We feel like we have a really nice community here. And uh, we have a lot of really nice guys who who email us all the time, and I like to think that the our, the right match is somewhere listening in a parallel universe um, to this exact episode, and they'll hit us up, and maybe we can find you love. And if this were to go well, be, this could be a fun thing that we can. Yeah, do. yeah, it would. Maybe it would be. Once in a while I just hope that God. What if we give her a guy who just sucks at nibbling ears? I <laughs> I really wouldn't want to be the fourth bad, you know, guy that she has to <laughs> once again sort of pick up the pieces from um <laughs> well anyway email us uh you know if you're a nice soft nibbler or if you're just if you think you got what it takes to yeah. uh make our friend here happy yeah let's let's find some people you, some love you need and to know that you're, you're nibbling the way that you would test a very hot pepper you're <laughs> like i'm worried about this let's give it a little that that's the gentleness with which <laughs> you should approach her earlobes oh god be prepared for that all right i got something for you okay so, um, okay, this is, this is interesting to me. Uh, <sighs> Francis, I need some hosting and hospitality advice. My wife and I live in a pretty rural village in Rwanda, East Africa. Oh, wow. Julio's backyard. Love it. Our neighbors live in mud houses. I bring this up to mention supplies of any kind are hard to come by. This week, 
We are hosting my in-laws, visiting from America. My mother-in-law is very particular, and we often find ourselves accommodating for and planning around her. My wife is insistent that we give my mother-in-law and father-in-law three pillows each. Six total. This leaves us with no pillows to sleep with (laughs) for an entire week. My position is two pillows per guest is standard, which would leave us with two extra pillows. One for my wife and one for me. I feel like a speed bump just laying flat (laughs) in the bed with no pillows for support. Lots to unpack here, but hoping you will address. Okay, so can I can I weigh in here first? Please. Okay, well, dude, I you know Rwanda isn't that big of a country. Um, you know, I know we talked about Rwanda on the on last week's episodes. Um, why can't you just put them up in Kigali, which is the ma- the major city there? There's like really nice hotels. I don't know if that's like not in the budget. I imagine if they're traveling to Rwanda, the the ticket isn't cheap to get there. I imagine that maybe they're procuring some money to make this visit. There's really nice Airbnb options. If you need a recommendation, let me know. I stayed at a really dope Airbnb there. Um, it doesn't seem like they need to just be in the village with you. I don't know how long the the stay is for, but a week. It seems ridiculous to give your in laws all your pillows. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> what? Nobody, nobody should be relegated to sleeping on a flat surface with no neck support. <laughs> For 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 your mother in law and father in law to have three pillows each, that's crazy. <laughs> I completely agree with with Jake here. Two pillows each is 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 absolutely adequate. Yeah, they're coming to Rwanda. They're visiting you. They know that they're not getting, you know, Amanyara accommodations. Absolutely. This is not going to be Tempur-Pedic, Bridgestone, <laughs> Airport, whatever. Ritz-Carlton yeah, situation. Sit, the, you know, the smarter image store at the mall. You're not testing pillows. <laughs> you get what yeah, you get. Put them up at the Radisson Blue in Kigali. At worst case, throw a couple ponchos into a, a pillowcase and let them use that as a <laughs> pillow. This is crazy. I don't even know. I'm mad about that one. (laughs) Well, dude, now let me throw a quick plug in. By the time you guys are listening to this episode, most of my kind of Rwanda footage will start to be kind of floating out onto the internet. So check some of that stuff out. I had a really good time over there with some comedians and uh, I'm excited about it. Hell yeah. All right. I got another, I got another one for you. Cool. Let me just read this really quick because this is something we talked about last week. Um, this is in regards to the high stakes basketball shots thing we talked about, oh, nice. which I think resonated with a lot of people. <laughs> um, as someone is as someone who is in mental health field, it sounds like you are trying to find some semblance of control over something important that you actually have no control over. Oh boy, this is the main idea around OCD. Actually, not saying you have it, but people with OCD have an obsession or or with ruminating or of thought uh, or worry that their loved ones will die, for example, and perform rituals to feel <laughs> like they have control over when their loved ones will die. You know, if I flick this switch 17 times, my dog will live for 10 more years. It sounds like you were worried about divorce. She's talking to me specifically. <laughs> Something that's important to you. And so you were trying to convince yourself that you can control the, the outcome by performing a ritual making a basket or a putt right does that might make does that make sense uh it might be an interesting point to bring up on the pot by the way this is from a girl uh natalie a, a girl that i was friends with and growing up oh, nice. and uh it's so funny to me that she listens to the pod <laughs> and i appreciate you very much nan she went by nan 
Um, <laughs> so, good. dude, that sounds spot on to me. Maybe. Like, honestly, I don't know. Like, maybe it's one of those things that I'm not kind of cognitive, cognitive of. But, like, to me, it just seems like it makes the game more fun, to be honest. You're sitting there shooting free throws. It's only you can only shoot free throws long enough until you need to add some kind of interesting narrative to the game. You you thought it was more fun to picture your family up against a firing squad as you sat there at the free throw line, knowing that if you miss the free throw, boom, there goes your dad, there goes your mom. In theory, it raises the stakes. You know, it's like the same way if you're playing a video game and if it's your dad and your mom. It's like my parents are actually sitting there. And of course, once I miss the free throw, the game kind of no longer becomes fun. But if I drain them all, I feel so clutch. Yeah, but this is the difference between you and me. You were able to disassociate yourself and, and, and acknowledge the, the lack of reality in your stakes. Whereas I 100% believed that if I missed the free throw, I was causing myself to get divorced later in life. I, I thought it was a causal right. relationship. I believed in that. And that made me stressed. Dude, how funny is that? Ellis for three. They're divorced. <laughs> yeah. They're divorced. Ooh, that's going to cost him. Let's hope he had a prenup. <laughs> the Goloradis are dead. <laughs> the Goloradis are dead. <laughs> one by one. Uh, anyway, that's great. that is good. I appreciate the mental health advice. OCD. I've never really worried about OCD for myself. I don't have, I don't have what I would consider ticks or that you know the flicking the light switch anything that pronounced i sometimes think that i do have it as from a control perspective like i'm so afraid that my computer is going to crash that i like quadruple back it up mm. in a way that's like ridiculous i have two hard drives and i back it up to the cloud that sounds <laughs> smart to me you know uh, what my you. you know what my problem is these days <coughs> i am so afraid of identity theft interesting that if i have any piece of mail come that has my birthday even my home address by the way which is every single piece of mail yeah i can't recycle it i have to i let it grow into a pile and then i take it upstairs to the roof put it in a bucket pour lighter fluid on it and i burn it it. yeah i don't have a shredder it's a very like old like older man and even if i did have a shredder i'd worry that someone with a lot a lot of time who was really good at puzzles would come and find I, the I little filaments too. and splice them together and create a cohesive image. <laughs> these all sound relatively like healthy ticks that we have potentially. I've had these thoughts. Dude, there's something where you're like upstairs shivering in your sweatpants watching a bucket <laughs> of paper burn where you're like, I gotta uh, fucking calm down. Oh, that's hilarious, dude. Hey guys, I know that you enjoy listening to us tell these stories, and we also love hearing stories from you whenever you send them via DM or to our Gmail, uh, oopsthepodcast at gmail.com. We love that. That's become an integral part of the podcast. This month, I'm actually judging a story writing contest via a platform called Vocal. Uh, It should be a lot of fun because I get to read other people's crazy stories like the ones we get from you guys. And one lucky winner will win a cash prize as high as five thousand dollars a lot of jack that's exactly right vocal is a storytelling platform for creators i'm judging what's called the no regrets challenge which allows you to share embarrassing situations without judgment all while giving entrants the chance to win a cash prize as high as five grand simply sharing the best or i guess worst forgettable experience you can walk away with big time money i'll be reading your entries all bad decisions the aftermath the path to redemption and everything in between and judging the winners. Maybe we'll even share some of these on the podcast. Um, In order to be eligible to enter the No Regrets Challenge, you must have a Vocal Plus membership. 
which grants access to Vocal Plus exclusive challenges, along with increased monetization opportunities, premium creation tools and features, and additional perks on the platform. You can sign up for Vocal at Vocal.media and then use the promo code OOPS99 at checkout to get your first month of membership for 99 cents. No regrets stories must be between 600 and 5,000 words and adhere to Vocal's community guidelines. Only stories published on Vocal and entered into the contest up until April 27th of 2021 at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time will be entered for consideration. So if you're thinking of sending us a great story from your life that's either embarrassing or interesting or shitty, sign up for Vocal Plus. Throw it in there because you might as well put yourself in the running for $5,000. Get it. So we got another good DM, but before we do this, I want to tell you a story. Oh, goody. About moving. Yeah, Chris That's wants crazy. this DM rep, but we just keep kicking the can no, down we're the gonna, road. we're going to read that one. Yeah. But so, Francis, so- a you, moving? You had a great experience moving. I know I you used one of the companies. Flat rate moving. Love Flat them. rate moving. Amazing. So Hillary was moving, and she didn't have that much shit to move. She just had like a couple dressers that we are ended up getting rid of anyway. Her TV that we're probably also going to get rid of. Oh, boy. Then she just had them break down the bed so she could give it away, whatever, whatever. So these movers show up, and dude, the one guy gets there. So mind you, okay, I was like, do you want me to come? And she's like, no. And I think what I learned from this story is that if they're going to be like men you don't know in your girlfriend's apartment, you just got to go. Not to sound like some, you know, like I'm making stereotypes no no i think that's a fine thing to say so these guys are there and she starts texting me she goes this is insane i'm like what's happening she goes one of the guys has the stomach flu he's like i have a stomach flu i'm like why is he in your apartment she's like i don't know i'm trying to send him home and i was like send him home she's like i feel bad he's like i promise i'll go to the hospital after this oh my god and we're like i'm like what send him home she's like no i can't i feel bad this is unacceptable though whatever this is fucked up i'm like yeah this is fucked up i'm like well what's he doing now she's like he's in the bathroom I had to go buy more toilet paper. This guy's just ripping up her bathroom. Oh, wait, I'm is like, he is he defecating or is he vomiting? I judging by the toilet paper, yeah, I'm assuming he's, he's it is the, the former. Out. Yeah, he's leaking. He's just ripping it to shreds. Ripping it. He keeps being so apologetic, apologetic. She just feels bad. And I think it's really important if I could have been there, I could have been the bad cop and I could be like, dude, Honestly, get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I'm sorry about this. Like, it's an unfortunate situation, but you're sick, especially in this day and age. You don't come over somewhere like yeah, this sick. This is completely uncool. The other guy's talking her ear off. He's like, oh, you got to see pictures of my daughter, my daughter. Like, to the point, hey, look how cute my daughter is. He's like, like, she's like dude, shut up. Like, this is... So eventually, I, they, I'm, she's like, no, don't come. I got it. I'm like, okay, fine. They get to the apartment, and the guy, the sick guy finally comes in for a second, and he goes, can I just get some water? And we're like, sure. We like give him water. He takes down his mask and he starts going, and then he just goes, ah, ah. and she's looking at me like, see, and I'm like, okay, fine. Like, thank God this is over. I'm like, dude, goodbye. Like whatever it's over. But like, I've never experienced anything like that before in my life, dude. What the fuck was that? What the fuck, dude? Are you serious? <laughs> Like what the actual what the fuck, fuck was that? <laughs> it was the craziest thing ever, man. <laughs> she went there early too, and like I wake up at eight thirty after she'd already been there for an hour. After like a million messages, I'm just like so stressed. What a terrible situation. Oh man, that that's funny. <laughs> Ari Shafir does a bit in 
one of his specials on Netflix where he talks about how kids are not capable of drinking water at the right pace. <laughs> and he goes, they'll come off the playground totally out of breath and get to the water fountain and be like, <sighs> and they start coughing and they're like, <sighs> they're dying from it. And then they take it again because they haven't recovered. And, I mean, that's so funny. Um, yeah, dude, I, I think that that is just a, a, a complete breakdown in professionalism what the fuck like that to me that is and 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 you wonder when you've hired somebody like a mover or whatever to come work with you you know what's what's the human answer right how much humanity where's the line between like humanity and lack of professionalism totally because we feel bad now like if we send this guy he's gonna get fired that's a bad position to put us in. Yeah, I know you guys. You don't want him to get fired. Of course not. But at the same time, that's not something you should have to put up with for a service you're paying for. Oh, dude, of course not. And a service we're paying well for. Dude, I don't want people using the toilet You know that I've hired. Like, Not necessarily. Like, I don't mind. Using it's fine. Destroying it is completely <laughs> unacceptable. Spending a lot of needing extra toilet paper. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> Dude, absolutely. It was just such a... When they left, we were like shook. Yeah, that's tough, man. That's it, tough. It was a really tough and unfortunate situation. Well, you won't have that with flat rate moving. And I'm not... <laughs> I, again, I, this is we, they didn't pay us to say this. They helped me with my move. I experienced none of that. These guys would sooner have pooped in a box and then lit it on fire and shipped it off to some foreign land then then use our bathroom that's what i would say so much more professional flat rate moving than whatever whatever shit that bullshit was. thing you guys were using guys if you're thinking about starting a podcast fill in the blanks here if i were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast i'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor and then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. So Chris just handed me his phone, and Chris got a new phone. Congratulations, Chris. Way Chris, to go, Chris. Chris was doing the old hold the phone to your shoulder while you pee, and it fell in the toilet, uh, um, and he was forced to get a new phone. But it's amazing how sometimes having your back against the wall in life forces you to make a really nice change. Chris has a beautiful case and this brand new iPhone nice. that's so soothing to hold. Tangerine how peach case. Yeah. Which, is very, which is the same color that Chris makes his DMs. Was Chris that intentional that or is this just your favorite color, Chris? Chris, Chris he likes the color. color. I guess it's my favorite. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't know. I don't want to talk about my favorite color. Okay, so here's this DM. This is similar to the Jackson Hole comment someone made a few weeks back on the pod. Uh oh. But can we please talk about how much Francis seems to be playing beer pong? <laughs> <laughs> It seems like every social event he gets himself into, he is involved in a game of Pong. He must carry the cups and balls with him at all times. 
kind of concerning for a 30 something man of moderate success. That's great. You know, that is great. Keep let me tell coming. you something. Let me tell you something. Okay. First of all, beer pong is so fun. It's so fun. I defy anyone listening to go play beer pong with like the right people, low stakes, whatever, you know, and, 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 and not, not against someone who's taking it too seriously or who's super good and tell me you didn't have a good time. Elbows, bro. Elbows. Yes, fuck those fuck people. I'm not talking about that shit. I'm talking like co-ed game, you know, super fun. Just a way to drink your beer where you're, you're engaged and active. Like to me in by the way, I wasn't playing much beer pong from like 27 to 30 or maybe 26 to 30. Took a break. Yeah, I I, I wasn't, you know, because you're, you're going to bars and you're on, on the beach or whatever, all this shit. But in COVID, you know, I started relying on games, board games and, you know, Zoom games, you you know, all of that. And then you come out and you're in these small little group gatherings of, of four people or six people and it's hard. It's it's not the active sort of energy of a bar where mm-hmm. like talking is in and of itself exhausting right. and engaging enough. Like just having a conversation at a bar keeps you a lot, you know, and you're watching people. It's not that. You need something more. And playing a game of beer pong it's great. when you got four people over, six people over, and then, you know, who's up next and you don't have to wait a long time if you lose. Totally. That's awesome, man. And, and I admit, I do <laughs> resort to playing beer pong more than maybe I should. But I'm like playing with my girlfriend. I'm not like going to a frat house and trying to relive my glory days. Dude, Oz, come on, babe. You got to make this shot. Fuck. Yeah. That's all right. Fuck, That's babe. all right. I didn't mean to raise my voice. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, babe. You yeah. know how I get when it comes down when we play against Dave. and Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also happen to have a group of friends who really love it too. And so occasionally fun. I'll find myself in a place where like I have a friend who, who just insists on betting on it. And, you know, when you're playing against someone that you're you think you're better than and you're winning money off them, beer pong becomes like a good way to pay for your, your restaurant date that week, you know? <laughs> I don't I don't know what I mean that's but that's yes, great. I think I do. I do play a lot. I, now it's a good call out. I, I appreciate the <laughs> holding the mirror up against me for that. Awesome, dude. Yeah, that's really funny. Very good. Um, dude, you said something before that reminded me of something when you were talking about the little kids with the water. The other thing I I cannot understand, and please help me if it's something that you do understand. But why are little kids obsessed with municipal workers? I'll, I'll, it's a great question. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like every kid, if you ask them what they want to be, they say some kind of like, they love buses, they love firemen, they yeah. love police officers. People they, whose salaries are paid for by tax dollars. By the city. Yeah. <laughs> like, why is that? I, I was obsessed with the garbage men when I was a kid. I would wave to them every morning. Um, <laughs> I would run to the window when I knew they were coming and, and make sure I was in position to get my wave. <laughs> And uh, yeah, firemen. I mean, all of that. I, to me, honestly, I unfortunately, I think it's it's more of almost a admire. When I was a kid, I admired what I thought were like manly professions. Interesting. And I admired construction workers. Yeah, of course. And you know, guys in uniform. Uh-huh. Um, and sort of envisioned that that was like the height of 
manliness and success, whether I knew it or not, you know, and, and, uh, I've been thinking about this lately because I am not a very manly man. I don't know my way around a power saw. Mm -hmm. I don't feel that comfortable with a chainsaw. Uh, I, I, you know, would you know how to operate? Would you know how to cut down a tree with a chainsaw? No. Yeah, dude, that's a serious undertaking. Now let's also, you know, and kudos to us for not assuming that it's as, as straightforward as it looks. Correct. <laughs> you know, I'm assuming there's much more to consider where the tree is going to fall, the technique as to actually yeah. how to get through the tree, et cetera, how to fucking use the saw to begin with. I mean, you know, the vroom, pulling the thing, yeah. but let's assume that it's more complicated than that. It is. It is. I, I, I would have a general sense, but the point is that yes. I'm sure however I I've were never to cut it, it down with a with chainsaw would not, I would be violating all kinds of safety protocols. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I, I do admire people who know what they're doing. I mean, you know, you walk past a construction site, you know, Dumbo's been under construction for, for months now. And I see these guys with their hard hats, you know, they take their mask off to eat their sandwich <laughs> at lunch. They're always eat. That's their lunch is a sandwich. Look down, you look down at your son, Buster. Yeah. Never meet your heroes, pal. Yeah. These guys aren't <laughs> eating like a, a, a spinach wrap with avocado. They're having a fucking <laughs> turkey and Swiss with mustard on white bread. That's their lunch. Do you know what I mean? And they, <laughs> like, they, they might even drink, they'll drink a Coke. Or one of the big Arizona iced teas. Yeah. A big Arizona iced tea. They, God forbid, they might even have a beer with lunch. They might. I mean, these are, these are coal miners from the 1930s, basically. And they're ripping up the street. They're powering, you know, the the power tools, all kinds of tools. I don't even know what they are. And I just think that if I went down with them for a day and and filmed it, it would be hysterical how <laughs> how the gulf of knowledge between what they have and, and, and what I have of like their understanding of what's going on and mine. Totally. Of manly stuff. Yeah, no, for sure. I, well, I mean, listen, it's it's uh it's obviously like a, it's a good job you know yeah. what I mean? like they, these guys get paid well it seems hard it seems difficult i can't imagine doing something like that where you like come home like with you know oil residue and like you're exhausted, exhausted. from the physical labor that you've done like that seems like something that is is like an incredible thing to be doing um yeah, but that's there's there's that's wonder there's wonder in that that's of, what i'm saying yeah of sleeping like a bear in a coma every night right, you're like a fucking man of of needing to get to bed because tomorrow once again the world is going to put its weight on your back mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know you're gonna strap into your boots <laughs> and and basically work out for your job right for nine hours dude it's interesting you make a good point about the uniform thing and maybe that's what it is like when you're a little kid, you love superheroes. You love, it's easy to identify. Yeah, what's, how far Accountants off? Accountants don't have uniforms. Yeah, the Batman's utility belt versus a construction worker's tool belt. Exactly. That's it's our a, parallel. Exactly. Yeah, very well said. It's a, it's a, a tangible sort of superhero in yeah. real life. Yeah. And, you know, my daddy is, has a hedge fund. Like that's just like abstract and yeah, difficult what, to understand. What kid understand. knows what that means? Policeman. Good guy. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, Policeman, like these are very obvious 
kind of clear. It's it's not that difficult to wrap your head around what it is that these people do. Firemen put out fires. Right. Right. Construction guy builds shit. Like as a little kid, maybe it's easier to fucking understand. That. I don't know. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I, I man, as a kid, those were those were the things those that the I guys. wanted to do for sure. <laughs> um, dude, I have one one last thing that I want to mention. Yeah, please. Um, and I don't know if this is me being unreasonable with my pet peeves, mm-hmm. but I really don't like in in a Walgreens or Dwayne Reed in New York City is now owned by Walgreens. I think when there are too many people in line and not enough people working behind the desk, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. they go, I see three. That is their policy. That's how they tell the other people in the store that another person needs to come help out at the register. What? I've never heard of this. They do this poem. I see three. Next time you're in Walgreens, listen for it and, and, and no, see if you notice it. That's them saying we need more people to come help with the checkout. Yes. My question to Walgreens, why can't you just say people need it in the front? Do they think it's more pleasant for us or like we're not going to understand what's happening when we say mm. well, I see three? Is this not a thing? Like, how, much, um, how much time are you spending in Walgreens? <laughs> My whole life, bro. Like anytime I've been in a Walgreens. I don't know how many time, times I would need to go to a Walgreens for that, not only t- to register that that was what was happening, but for it also to bother me. <laughs> Probably 12 or 13 times. Dude, CVS has always been my go-to pharmacy also my whole life. And still, they don't do that there. Somehow still, IC3 has resonated and it's gotten to the point where I want to be like IC4, fuck a knuckle sandwich. Huh. Yeah, let them know. Let them know <laughs> at Walgreens. I, I, I think CVS and, and Rite Aid have been my spots. I don't like Dwayne Reed. Dwayne Reed doesn't know what it is. It thinks it's half grocery store, half pharmacy. But the food is not quite enough to stock the fridge, and the pharmaceuticals are not quite enough to kill to to cure you. Is my <laughs> thought. I don't know. Holy shit! <laughs> I don't know if that resonated with anybody, but I see three. Fuck off. Hey, play some beer pong this weekend. Yes. Try it. It's really fun. I highly <laughs> recommend it. And if you, by the way. You know what else is fun? Um, white claw pong oh, is wow. fun. That I like white fun. claw pong. It's 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 good. I could go for some claws, dude. I'm drinking some claws tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not the water cup. Let's keep it clean. Fuck that. I want a <laughs> I want a dirty ping pong ball creating a fucking hair dirt soup in my cup. Drink that shit. I want I don't even well, I want one team to finish and not finish all their beers so that there's backwash in each cup <laughs> and then I fill those puppies up and we're all sharing spit. <laughs> Give it to me second hand, baby. I will be drinking white claws this weekend. Claws. Can't wait. I want to just uh throw this out there too. Keep an eye out for some sparkling tequilas this summer. There's a specific brand that I like quite a lot coming to market called Cheeto, mm. which I've tried and is delicious. That's exciting. Delicious. They That exists already? Yeah. I'm gonna have to go it's cop. not in many states, but it's coming out soon. I'm going to so. have to cop. Mm. Cop, cop, cop. You want to bring hey, us out? Hell yeah. That's Oops the Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for your emails and your messages. Send more to oopsthepodcast at gmail.com or you can DM us. Follow our Instagram at Oops the Podcast. Follow our YouTube, Oops the Podcast. He is not Julio on Instagram. I am at Francis C.C. Ellis, and we love you and thank you. Have a great weekend.